good day to you. Hope you're having a wonderful day. Hope you'll bear with me here. I just want to, uh, I'm kind of winging it more than normal. I, I'm always winging it, I guess, but uh, more than normal. I want to look at a few scriptures here. Matthew chapter 22, verses 36 through 40. Now here, someone is asking Jesus a question. Teacher, which is the great commandment in the law? Jesus said to him, You shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, and with all your mind. This is the first great commandment, the first and great commandment. And the second is like it. You shall love your neighbor as yourself. On these two commandments hang all the law and the prophets. So basically, Jesus just summed up all the law and the prophets for us. He summed up everything we need to do to follow God's law and will. And that is to love God, follow God, and love our neighbor, take care of each other, care about care about one another here. So that is summing up everything for us, okay? Jesus is trying to give us a simple, he's, he's answering this person, but he's trying to give us also just a simple, straightforward answer as to what God's will is. God's will is always going to fit in this, okay? All right. Now, so that's, that's one of the major key components of our faith of living as a Christian, that we love God, we follow God, we trust God with all our heart, our soul, and our mind. And then we love and care for our neighbor as ourselves. Now, our neighbor is everybody around us. It's not just the Christians around us. It's everyone. It's everyone. If you go back even to the Old Testament, God had rules for how they would treat people who were sojourning through their country or strangers in their land. And yeah, while I admit there were some harsh rules, most of the rules that were given to them pertain to um, actually kindness, being kind and treating people properly and, and treating the poor in the land properly. In our current study, as we read through the Old Testament, we will, we will get there to all those parts. But Jesus sums it all up for us here. He makes it plain and simple. This is everything we need to know about the Old Testament, basically. Now, I'm not saying this covers every little nuance or all that, but I'm just saying at a summary high level, because there's a whole lot of great good to get out of the Old Testament, the New Testament, all of it. But as a starting point, if you have someone who is new and doesn't really understand, this is a good place to start so that they can understand that they are in God's will if they are following these two commandments. They may not be perfect. They may still make mistakes and have flaws, and we all do. That's normal. But this gives someone a good starting point, a good place to begin to know that they are in God's will and doing the best they can. Again, knowing that none of us are perfect and we don't have even the perfect knowledge, no matter how many times we read through the Bible, um, we still are not necessarily perfect and don't remember every little thing properly. I, I keep finding things every time I read through the Bible 
I always find things that I have either forgotten, you know, or or whatever over the years, or maybe I didn't fully understand. That's that's life. That's the way we live and we learn. But this is to give someone a good starting point. Now, there's two other things that I think really help people in this life to help them deal with the things they have to deal with, because there's a lot in life you have to deal with. And this first part is all about knowing that I'm following God and staying in his will. Okay, because if we love just as a point, if we love God, we will read his word. We will want to find out more about him. And we will also care about others because all of us were created by God. And we're all children of God just because some people don't recognize that. It does not take away from the fact that they still are. You know, David made a big deal of not harming God's anointed. Well, in a way, the way we should look at things, since Christ has come and offered all of us the same salvation, the same forgiveness, we are all God's anointed. Some people just haven't accepted that yet. So we should be careful how we treat others, and we should make sure that we are treating others well and in in love and, and caring and kindness. All right, so two other things, though, to really help, I believe, that would really be helpful. Philippians chapter 4, verses 4 through 8. This is to help anyone. I don't care if you're new in the faith, if you're old in the faith, if you were whatever. If you can follow these verses here, this will help you so much in your life. It will. So I'm going to read these four verses, Philippians chapter 4, verses 4 through 8, and it's five verses, I'm sorry. (laughs) Math must not be my strong point right this moment. But nonetheless, it's five verses. Rejoice in the Lord always. Again, I will say rejoice why? Why would we rejoice? We're thankful to God for all his blessings. We, if we will be thankful, if we will have a thankful heart and rejoice in the blessings that God gives us, that's, that's a great way to start. That is a good way to start every day, being thankful and appreciating the fact that we have another day. We have another day to see more goodness from God. Let your gentleness be known to all men. The Lord is at hand. This goes along with loving your neighbor as yourself. Be kind and gentle to others and always remember the Lord. When it says the Lord is at hand, the Lord is near. The Lord is with you everywhere you go. The Lord is with you. The Lord is at hand. Be anxious for nothing. But in everything, by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God. Now, this is not saying don't recognize your problems. I mean, if my car is broke down, I have to recognize that my car is broke down. I need to get it fixed. But don't be anxious about it. Just, you know, take care of your business. Do the best you can. You know, pray to God. Take a moment. Thank God that you even have the car. And just, you know, prayer and supplication with thanksgiving. Take a moment every day to pray to God, ask him to help you get through the day. And 
and with thanksgiving and meet and notice and see that the blessings we do have, if we have food, if we have clothing, if we have a roof over our heads, that is blessings, that is goodness from God. But be anxious for nothing. Understand that God will provide. God is going to look after us and take care of us. We do still have to do our part. We can't just sit on the couch and watch TV all day and God's going to rain down everything for us, pennies from heaven or whatever you want to think of it as. That's not how it works. We have to do our part. We have to do what we can do. That is the way God made things to work. And you're going to see that in my third point. But anyway, so be anxious for nothing, but in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God. And the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, will guard your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. Now, how does this work? The peace of God will guard your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus, through your faith, through your belief, through your trust in God. You will have the peace of God because you'll be like, well, I know I have this issue. I have this problem and I have to take care of it. So I'll do what I can. But I believe and I pray and I ask God and I thank him for helping me get through whatever this problem is, whatever this storm is in my life, whatever is going on. And maybe it's not an actual storm. It can be every all kinds of minor things from, well, I'm trying to think of a good example, but uh well, it can be it can be as minor as I dropped a glass of water and I got to clean it up to uh, to well, like I said, like a car wreck or or your car breaks down or maybe um, you know maybe you've lost transportation that you needed because your car's broke down and you're you're having trouble getting to work you know there's there's ways that we have to deal with these things and we have to do the best we can but we have to trust. And believe that God will help us through these these trials, these problems. And if we do, if we trust in God and believe in God, and it, it takes time. Now, it takes time. All these things, you start here, and you're not going to be very good at it at first. But you'll, you'll get better as you go. The more you do this, the more you practice this, the better you'll get. Again, relates to my third point. So finally, brethren. This is verse 8. Finally, brethren, whatever things are true, whatever things are noble, whatever things are just, whatever things are pure, whatever things are lovely, whatever things are of good report, if there is any virtue and if there is anything praiseworthy, meditate on these things. Spend your time. Don't waste your mental and emotional time thinking on bad things, things that anger you, things that, I i mean, I, I have to tell you, my thought life, I have to really be careful. My mind tends to want to chew on bad things, and I have to stop it and break that cycle. It's something I work on all the time, and and I think, I think we're all that way. I think we have a lot of thoughts and a lot of things going on in our mind, and we have to teach ourselves to think on good things, things that are pure, lovely, things of good report. Think on the good things in life. Think about things that have virtue and that are praiseworthy, that are good things. 
instead of focusing on all the negative news, focus on that one that one piece of good news, that one story you read about someone helping their neighbor, being kind to a stranger. Let's let's get our focus off of all the negative stuff. I'm not saying that we should never watch the news or that we should not acknowledge the issues. We should. We acknowledge those. We pray about those. We give those to God. There's only so much we can do. We do what we can. You know, we we vote appropriately as best we can. We we put in our two cents worth and let our representatives know, hey, you know, this is what we want. This is not what we want. You know, we do our part. But then after that, it's in God's hands. We pray and turn that over to him. Understanding that most of us cannot have a huge impact on some of these very big and broad things. But if we will think about the good things, train ourselves to think on good things and to recognize the blessings, the wonders of God in everything he's created, these things eventually will, these good things, this way of thinking, this this good practices, these good practices will eventually be what you do automatically and you will you will have that peace of God. So now down to my third point, and this to me is what makes everything else work. Galatians chapter 6 verse 7. Do not be deceived. God is not mocked. For whatever a man sows, that he will also reap. Now I want you to understand this principle is talked about as someone like planting a garden. Whatever you sow, Whatever you plant, that's what you will harvest. The reason I say this is what makes everything work is that this is a very simple statement about how God created things to work. And the funniest thing about this is, even if you don't believe in God, this principle is always in effect. It's just the way God made things. It's, it's, it's an inherent law of the universe God has made. Whatever we sow, we will reap. In other words, whatever we spend time and effort in, we're going to get the benefit of that time and effort. Now, if we spend that time and effort in negative things, in negative ways, we're going to get negative consequences. If we spend our time and effort in positive things, in good things, then we will get or reap positive consequences. This makes everything else work. When I talked about the first two points about, you know, following the commandments to love your neighbor and God, and then following the idea of prayer, supplication, thanksgiving, rejoicing in the Lord. When you start off, you're going to be bad at these things. You're not going to be good at these things. But over time, the more you sow into this, the more time, the more effort you put in, the more you will reap the benefits of that. This is just the way it works. It is the same as if you're a young man and you go and you start lifting weights and you become a bodybuilder and you get, you know, not everyone is going to become Arnold Schwarzenegger, but anyone who does that, anyone who goes and exercises regularly, they build up certain muscles, they build up certain stamina, it is a natural reflection of this 
of this law. When you go and you work out every day, you become more fit and you become, you know, you reap the benefits of that exercise and that effort that you put into it. Just like the farmer sows tomato seeds, goes out there and sows tomato seeds in the, in the field, and you reap tomatoes. As long as you take care of that crop, you put time and effort into it, you're going to get tomatoes. Same for potatoes, same for corn. You're not going to plant corn and reap, uh, say, roses, or you're not going to plant potatoes and get watermelons. That's just not the way it works. Whatever you put your time into, whatever you put your effort into, that's what you're going to get. If we sit around, this is why this combines well with the, the Philippians verses, is if we sit around and think and chew on bad things and bad stuff all the time, we're going to reap all that. You know, that's going to build up in your mind. You're going to grow those bad thoughts. You're going to grow those bad attitudes. We don't want to do that. I, I can say from personal experience that these verses in Philippians and this, this verse from Galatians together, this was my biggest problem as a young person. I did not follow this properly. I did not totally get this. When I was really young, the more I learned, the more I realized how important these simple ideas were, the better my life has become. But it has taken time and effort to make that happen, to see all these other things, to see, you know, instead of seeing the world as a super negative place with all these problems, and there are problems, we have to acknowledge that. I can see all the all the good things. I can see all the blessings. I can see, you know, I can see the miracles of God. He created everything in the beginning. And, you know, everything is still functioning and working and happening in this universe because of his original creation. He created everything out of nothing. When we start thinking about the right things, when we point our minds in the right direction. Think of God. Think of our families, our loved ones. Think of others. One thing that really will make your life more satisfying, and I believe this makes people happier and better, is to help others, to do things for others, even if it's minor things, even if it's things no one knows about, which is fine. I, I prefer that no one know. I just do. I prefer to do things and be as anonymous as possible. I just think that is so much better. Then I'm doing stuff. I'm not getting anything in return, and I don't want anything in return. I just want to do something nice for someone, whatever that may be. And when you do these things, as you focus your mind off yourself and think about others and notice the blessings of God, and when we get our minds off ourselves, which is difficult. Like I said, I spent a lot of my younger years with this problem. And I just didn't totally realize it. But when we get our minds off of ourselves and onto God and onto others and onto good things and praying and, you know, to God. And when we sow our time into the Word of God and into prayer and into caring about others, we will reap a lot of wonderful benefits. 
and it will make our lives so much better. So I honestly believe these three things are at the very core of having a good Christian life, that these three things are probably the most important things to take away from the New Testament, the Old Testament, the Bible in general. If we will follow these things, we will fulfill all the law and the prophets. We will be in God's will. We will follow the Lord properly. And we will follow his example. But I'll tell you, there's a lot of the rest of the Bible that handles all the the little subtle nuances, that handles a lot of things that maybe I'm not covering here. But this is just a good general starting point for our lives to have a good Christian life, to have a good life following God, and to realize how things work. Because reaping what we sow is probably the single most important law in the universe to know. People sit around and think, well, why is my life so bad? Why is this so bad? Why is that so bad? Because they don't realize that all this negative time and negative energy they spend reaps a lot of negative. When you get your mind caught up in stuff and you sit around and you think on that and then you act on that and you're just continually sowing these bad seeds, you're going to reap that bad harvest. And it can be in any number of things. It can be in drugs and alcohol. It can be in anything that you become obsessed with. So knowing, I believe knowing these things, these three things, would help any new Christian, would help any Christian, would help any person to live and have a better life. So I hope, I hope this is helpful to you. I know it's been kind of rambling. I kind of just did this, just even more off the cuffs than normal, but uh, I hope it is helpful. I hope it blesses you in some way. Thank you for listening. Hope you have a wonderful day. May God bless you and keep you safe always. And remember, God loves you.